0: You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 138 Talk about highly sensitive entrepreneurship with Heather Dominic. Heather Dominic is a woman who is impressively successful and highly sensitive. A former high school drama teacher who collaborated with none other than Bette Midler, a graduate of NYU, where she received her first coach, coach training. Heather is the winner of the 2015 Best of Manhattan Coaching Award and creator of the 2014 Stevie Award-winning virtual event, A Course in Business Miracles, 21-day discovery series that attracted close to 6,000 official registrants from all around the world. Heather has appeared on Lifetime Television and has been published in numerous books, including Stepping Stones to Success alongside Deepak Chopra. An exceptional facilitator and teacher, Heather is known for crafting a safe, sacred environment for true transformation, whether delivering training one-on-one or in person. Since 2010, Heather has taught thousands of highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe how to release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears, and develop new leadership skills in order to excel in business and life by doing things differently to create more impact and more income. Friends, you're going to listen in real time as Heather and I figure out. Am I a highly sensitive entrepreneur? Go grab your coffee, grab your tea. We're going to talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, this chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And this week I'm joined by the lovely Heather Dominic. Heather, how are you? I am
1: good. And I am really looking forward to this conversation.
0: Me too. How's my home city? How's New York City doing right now?
1: My gosh. I have to just tell you, New York City is great. We are strong. We are, yeah, we're we're vibrant, we're creative, we're good.
0: Ah, oh, all my favorite things. I miss it so much. <laughs> actually, at the time we're recording this, I'm actually gonna be in New York next week and I'm very excited about it. But by the time you all hear this in May, the triple have come and gone. So check my Instagram. Maybe I'll maybe I'll save some stories about all the all the food I'm going to eat <laughs> when I get home. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh my God, we have such we have major plans. But we're not here to talk about food today. We are here to talk about something in, in which Heather is an expert and I am a complete novice. Today we are talking about highly sensitive entrepreneurs. I just have so many questions for you because, you know, anyone who listens to the show knows that I'm like totally a junkie on like personality tests and self-awareness and all these things. And when I read your information, I was like, am I a highly sensitive entrepreneur? So can you just walk us through first, like, what is it? Yes. So
1: as brief as possible, first of all, the term highly sensitive was not created or coined by me. It comes out of psychological research primarily from like the mid-1990s. A lot of researchers have been engaged in understanding more about what it means to be a highly sensitive person. There's one researcher who's most known. Her name is Dr. Elaine Aron, and she's most known because she wrote the book, The Highly Sensitive Person. In short, what it means to be highly sensitive is that your nervous system is wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who is not highly sensitive. So that could be anything from sight, to sound, to smell, to energy, to information, What I always really like to emphasize about what it means to be highly sensitive is that one, the research shows that there's only 20% of us in the world, and the second is that we are born into the world highly sensitive. So I always like to add that it's not something that your parents did to you, and you didn't pick it up on the (laughs) playground in you know in nursery school, and it's not because (laughs) of that weird purple drink in college. It is
0: like literally (laughs)
1: physically who you are.
0: Well, that's very comforting, I suppose. So I guess, how do you know if you are a highly sensitive person? Is there a test someone can take?
1: There is. And if you are a test junkie, so um, Dr. Aaron definitely has a standard assessment that helps you identify if you're highly sensitive. And then I've built off of Dr. Aaron's assessment and have an assessment that helps you to be able to identify if you're a highly sensitive who's also meant to be an entrepreneur.
0: Ooh, fascinating. Okay, we're going to link to that in the show notes, y'all. So if you're driving, do not worry. We will have that link for you. Um, What are some characteristics of a highly sensitive entrepreneur that you've seen? Uh,
1: Yes. So I really like to talk about the characteristics from both an untrained versus a trained perspective, or another way to think of it is like a shadow perspective versus strengths. So I've identified top 12 shadows and top 12 strengths. I'll speak to just a few of them. So uh, maybe say that the top three out of the 12 shadows, definitely number one is overwhelm. And overwhelm, not in the, you know, like Vogue magazine, take a quiz overwhelm, but literally there is the experience of your nervous system flooding. And it's a physiological experience of overwhelm, which then makes things like focusing or being able to like multitask or have lots of different thoughts all at the same time, very, very challenging. There's also the shadow of over-responsibility that really comes from because of that wiring of the nervous system, we tend to be able to really pick up on what others are feeling. And then when you're in that shadow space, you feel responsible just because you can have a sense of what someone else is feeling or wanting or needing. And then there's also the shadow of overprotection, which is like you set up these kind of unconscious habits, behaviors, systems to try to protect yourself from things like overwhelm and over responsibility. But on the strength side, this is when it gets really interesting. And this is what really positions us to be excellent service based. Entrepreneurs, when you learn to train your nervous system and be able to shift from those shadows into those strengths, some of those top strengths are we are extremely intuitive, we are absolutely empathetic, and we have the ability to listen deeply, really think deeply, feel deeply. So there's um, some beautiful elements, or sometimes I like to rather than strengths, call them superpowers that can really support you. And again, being a very, very excellent and successful service-based entrepreneur.
0: You literally just described like most wedding planners that I know. <laughs> <laughs> like on both, I was like, oh wait, I, okay. Yeah, no. I okay, Oh, wow. Okay. Like that was me on this other, I was muted you guys. Cause I was saving my editor, but so much of that resonates not necessarily in my own lived experience, but I know with like people in my inner circle who are also wedding planner is like that. Oh, wow. That's, you're all going to go take the test now and be like, I'm a highly sensitive <laughs> entrepreneur. Everyone's going to flock to Heather's website and be like, please help me. That's so fascinating. It is.
1: It absolutely is. And, you know, really for myself, I've been self-employed for about 20 years now, but I didn't know that I was highly sensitive when I first started my self-employed journey. And it was really basically crashing and burning as a result that led me to Dr. Aaron and led me to understand that I was highly sensitive. And when I first learned that I was highly sensitive, I had never even heard that phrase before. Right. And when I first heard it, I definitely did not like the sound of it. I was like, oh, that just sounds terrible. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want that. But then once I started to learn what it really meant, a lot of pieces started to click into place. And most importantly, I realized that due to my highly sensitive nature, it wasn't that I couldn't continue to be self-employed because I really was questioning if I could, but it, it made me realize I needed to start to go about like pretty much everything differently, uh, very differently than how I had been coached and trained up until that point. And when I started to make those shifts and changes in the way that I was marketing, the way that I was selling, and even in all the operations aspects of my business, oh my gosh, like everything just changed so much for the better. And that was when I realized like, okay, you know, I, I have a sense other people need this too.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. I know there's something you talk about, like about becoming friends with time and how like the normal productivity hacks that like, you know, especially online entrepreneurs love to talk about at length, don't necessarily work for highly sensitive entrepreneurs. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So those hacks used to totally stress me out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like literally would make things so much worse for me. I would get like so overwhelmed with like the planners and the tracking and the Excel spreadsheets. And so really so much of what we focus on in the leadership training programs when we're teaching about how to relate differently with time, first and foremost, is to just understand what your own circadian rhythm is. And then be able to begin to work with that circadian rhythm. And again, in a way that will really maximize your highly sensitive strengths. So that ends up looking, you know, down in the nitty gritty different for each highly sensitive entrepreneur. But from more of the bird's eye view, what it tends to produce or create for each highly sensitive is being able to create more in less time, and most highly sensitive entrepreneurs, um, in all honesty, and now I, you know, I've been mentoring other HSEs for like over ten years now, do not work a typical day. Um, do not tend to work within that nine to five time frame. Definitely tend to, I think kind of you know err on the side of more quote-unquote time off um, than others yet are really creating and producing incredible things in the world but they've just really learned how to one be willing to step outside of the box to be willing to deal with other people judging them, stepping outside of the box, and then three, just really, you know, setting up systems to support again their their own uh, rhythm and and working of their nervous system.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the most beautiful things about entrepreneurship is that we get to make our own schedules and exactly and and I mean, I know we have clients right that expect us to be on some kind of schedule, but I have to say, one of the I don't, know. I don't want to say it's a gift of the pandemic because who knows, but, you know, just getting to experience my days, not having a lot of expectations on the day in that first period of lockdown mm-hmm. really helped me realize that, like, you know, my I used to think I was a night owl. I used to, I've been hanging my hat on that all day long. Um, and I used to think that because I am not a morning person, right? So I would naturally stay up late and then wake up late and it would feed into this narrative that I am not a morning person. But I actually started going to bed at just a normal, quote unquote, normal time, like 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and getting up at like a quote unquote, normal time, you know, and I still don't want to run to work when I get up at 7 a.m. But four years ago, Renee, if you had said you get up at 7, I would have been like, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. And I think it allowed us to just tune into our natural rhythm and or adjust our natural rhythm to this new whatever phase of life we're currently in. Right. Because I think it does change sometimes, but you have to be aware
1: Absolutely. I would really agree with you um, on a few different points. You know, one that we're entrepreneurs, so we really do get to create, you know, what it is that we want in terms of the structure of our business and our lifestyle. Yet pre-pandemic, the majority of entrepreneurs that I would connect with, whether they were my clients or colleagues, were still defaulting yep. to that corporate structure. Yep. And the pandemic, again, really agree with you, kind of blew that wide open. The only thing I would say is that the work that I was doing with my clients pre-pandemic, we were already blowing it wide open.
0: Nice. (laughs) Right now, everyone else is like, oh, I don't have to log on to the computer at nine. Oh, right? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've been doing just in this season, because right now it's a busy time and I say busy and just that like there are a lot of tasks to be done in a short amount of time. I don't really feel like I've overcommitted myself. It's just a circumstance of it's a wedding boom and we're in it. I just take like 10, 15 minutes every afternoon, right in the middle of work when I should, should quote unquote be working. I just go meditate. Now I go sit somewhere else in the house. I have to, now I have to do it because my brain starts to spin and it's not helpful for my, for my nervous system. It's not helpful for any, anything, but if you had told me in 2019 that would be something I do, I'd be like, no, I would never do that. That's insane. No, no way. I want to go back to something you said because I don't want it to be un, you know, addressed. Overwhelm is a huge thing for the wedding pros that I know, myself included, right? And uh, I've said on this show before that I think overwhelm can be a choice in that we are choosing to look at this set of circumstances and be overwhelmed by it. And that really when, when you're feeling overwhelmed, the best thing you can do is to get into action because then inherently you cannot be overwhelmed because you're working on it. Right.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How does that play in the, in the highly sensitive entrepreneur world?
1: Yes. So appreciate that. So I would really agree with you. I would just add in one step and the step that I would add in for highly sensitives is what I refer to as energy management and specific use of energy management tools that i teach that we set up as core practices as highly sensitive entrepreneurs to be proactive when it comes to managing energy internal and external versus when again most highly sensitives are untrained they have the experience of pretty much most of their life being about reacting reacting to the circumstance reacting to the energy reacting to the people who are around them but when you begin to learn how to manage your energy and as part of that proactively then you literally it's 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 almost like you prime your nervous system to be in a place and a position of strength. And that absolutely does connect to then your neural pathways, right? There there literally is physiologically and biologically a connection, Mm -hmm. which then goes to that point that you just made, which changes your thought patterns, right? So it changes then how you think about a situation before you're going into it. And then that helps and supports that, potentially very stressful or highly intense or just you know possibly overwhelming situation be less so
0: yeah i love that i love that it took me a while to deal with overwhelm right because i kind of you know i would set myself up for failure in a way um because i used to overcommit right and that used to be the the source of the overwhelm but then at some point during the pandemic i realized that my specific source of overwhelm was Sort of waiting for things, like waiting too long to start, like this sort of procrastination built on perfection, right? Mm. And then it would, then it would become a problem. I'd be like, "Well, now it's overdue, and now it has to be perfect, and it's late, right?" <laughs> which is, <clears throat> which is bananas. But I think understanding the source of the overwhelm and understanding your own, you know, how how you're wired, especially if you're a highly sensitive entrepreneur, yeah, it makes a difference in how we think about it, how we reframe it, and like you said, how we prepare for it.
1: Absolutely. And it's so interesting, I have to tell you, because some of the other top 12 shadows are perfectionism and analysis paralysis and procrastination. So, Renee, I
0: think you might have to take the quiz. So you're saying I have to take the quiz. Okay. (laughs) Although what's funny is, let's talk about this for a sec, because I feel like anyone who just saw the title and was like dismissive, like, that's not me, right? For someone to describe me as my personality is highly sensitive, I'd be like, uh, no, I am not highly sensitive. Thanks. I'm very tough. Um, and so that's not what it's about. Let's be clear.
1: <laughs> that's not what it's about. Exactly. It was the same reason that when I first learned the term, I was like, oh, yuck. Absolutely not. Like, I don't <laughs> want that to be. Me. Right. But then again, once I really understood what it meant, it really just shifted and changed everything. And I know for myself, you know, part of what I teach is what I refer to as the HSE coping mechanisms, which again is when we are untrained as highly sensitives, we tend to have developed these ways of unconsciously coping with the fact that we're highly sensitive and most likely similar to myself, unaware that we're highly sensitive. So one of those coping mechanisms is what I call being a pusher. And that was absolutely me, totally out myself as a recovering pusher. And in short, basically what that means is I could get done what, say, someone who's not highly sensitive could get done but it would just come at a really high cost for me. And typically physically, there would be some type of major, you know, illness or physical crash, which I hated. I mean, not only who likes to be sick, but but I didn't like that it, to me, then it, it showed that I was quote unquote weak, but I wasn't working well with my nervous system. And again, for someone who's not highly sensitive, we could be doing the exact same things. And then that person was like, you know, like, woohoo, flying high, going off, you know, celebrating and, you know, drinking three beers, where I would be like flat on the floor for days with a migraine and, you know, bound for the count. So it really becomes about just not like what you can do, but more about the way that you go about doing it.
0: It's so interesting. The more we talk, the more I'm like, uh oh, Heather. (laughs) <laughs> coming over to your side. Because I do, I do experience that crash. I mean, I push myself through um, major bouts of productivity and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in this bed for like two days. So mm-hmm. y'all, you might be hearing me in real time, figure this out. I also want to talk about leadership, right? Because that's a big part of what you do. And that is a big part of what we believe in on this show and just in my business and in my education brand is that I think leaders are everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think more women especially uh, need to step up to, leadership even, the, even if they don't feel qualified or called to. and I'm imagining that um, people that have HSE or HS maybe not maybe don't feel called to leadership, but you think it's essential that they are.
1: I would say yes and yes and being, I think what both you and I speak to and speak about is a new definition of leadership.
0: I agree. And
1: right. So there's, I like to kind of call it like last century leadership, right? So there's like last century leadership, which is a lot of top down leadership. It's referenced primarily only within, you know, aspects of organization or um, type of, you know, team or corporate culture. Mm-hmm. And it tends to be when you're looking at the, the four powers of leadership, it tends to be more towards leadership over versus new century, or I refer to it as highly sensitive leadership is about a different way of leading. and in many circumstances so it could literally be about stepping into leadership of self it could also be about stepping into leadership of family it could be about stepping into leadership of business stepping into leadership of boardroom primarily as a highly sensitive leader you're using those highly sensitive strengths to support leading it is much more about equanimity Mm -hmm. and it is much more about power to and power with and power within again when we're talking about those four powers of leadership and in my personal experience it lends to more creation whether again it's about like oh wait like how am i leading within myself back to like that relationship with time etc Or how am I leading a team so that there can be an equal contribution from each individual's strengths versus just in service to one individual who is supposedly the quote unquote leader?
0: Right. I love that. Is there anything that would prevent a highly sensitive from leading? Oh, my gosh! Absolutely!
1: Yes, So you know, in the same way that not all highly sensitives are meant to be entrepreneurs, not all highly sensitives are in a place of readiness to step into leadership. and the the primary aspect that would prevent a highly sensitive from from that readiness of leadership, would be just not, not in a place yet to take personal responsibility for their highly sensitive experience. There's a lot of highly sensitives, I would say literally the majority of us, who have some kind of you know, experience from you know, our, our growing up, our childhood, our background uh, of, of really not feeling understood. Right. Mm -hmm. And for many, that becomes more of like a wound that consistently is kind of, you know, dug into versus being in a position of like, okay, wait, I'm at this point, I'm ready to take personal responsibility. I'm ready to take energetic responsibility. I'm ready to write a new story. And I'm not going to buy into this kind of cultural belief that because I'm highly sensitive, that means that I'm less than. If you're not yet in that, that place to really step into doing that work of that personal responsibility of that belief transformation, then you're not really yet ready for highly sensitive leadership.
0: I I see that. Yeah, I definitely see that. It's funny because I normally say, like, I think everyone should step up to leadership on some level, even if you don't feel ready. And mostly, I mean, when I say that, I mean the part of your brain that holds you back from doing the big thing because you're scared, not what you're saying, which is like, we have to take responsibility for this part of us that might be new and unexamined, perhaps.
1: Yes, because I would really agree with you if that's what you want, right? But there's a lot of people out there that don't want that yet, right? And who knows, maybe never. But for those of us who are called to be entrepreneurs, and especially as highly sensitive, it truly is a calling. And I always really emphasize that. It, it, it's like, it's something like, that's kind of like, you know, taken over inside you. And it's like pulling you forward, like you're really meant to be contributing to the world. Um, and you, you really know you have like a gift, right? Like you, you're really good at, at, serving and supporting and helping other people. And I like to emphasize that it's a calling because otherwise as highly sensitives, like why would we choose to be entrepreneurs? It's right. like actually <laughs> for like torture, right? Sometimes um, I
0: ask myself that like what did I chose? I know I chose this, but why? No, okay. Right, right,
1: right. But in but you know at the end of the day, it's it's something bigger at play. That's my personal opinion. And it really is a healing, right? For ourselves and and for those that we get to come in contact with. Um, One of the phrases that Dr. Erin uses to refer to highly sensitives is she references highly sensitives as the royal advisors, like the royal advisors of the world. And um, that always makes so much sense to me. And it makes so much sense to the HSEs that I mentor because it is, it's like, oh, like I might be more internal or, you know, quietly connected to my gifts, but I'm when I'm doing my thing, I'm so clear, I'm doing my thing. And it's, again, it's in service and support of other people.
0: That's so interesting. I have a question that is not one of the prepared questions, so we can always edit this out if it's not appropriate. But when you talk about the highly sensitive, like the tr- some of the traits and characteristics, I mean is there any part of this that like falls on the neurodivergent scale or like less typical like cognitive variations or is it just like how we react to things in our life?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I would say yes. I would say yes and 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 so much so in the regards that to some degree we're all highly sensitive, right? But there's just those of us who our nervous system is wired at that kind of tipping point, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's really more about, let's say like, you know, where on the scale is it probably a good way to say it right. versus all or nothing, right? Right, right, right,
0: mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, this is very fascinating. I mean, everything you're saying very much resonates. So let's, next step, take the quiz. Um-
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to let me know.
0: Um. I want to talk a little bit about you have a Facebook group and a Pinterest group called Biz Miracles. And so talk, talk to us about Business Miracles for a minute. Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. So... When I was making the shift into mentoring other highly sensitive entrepreneurs, I personally have been a student of the spiritual and psychological curriculum of a course in miracles for a very, very long time since I was a teenager when I actually lost my mother at a young age. I was 14 when she died. And In short, the definition of a miracle according to that curriculum is a shift in perception. And that's something that, again, has been with me for most of my life and definitely was a source of like spiritual solace that I turned to in those early years of being self employed before I knew that I was highly sensitive. But when I learned that I was highly sensitive and I started really considering like what this meant for my self employed journey, I kind of had a light bulb moment and I was like, oh my gosh, this really means that I need to look at everything differently. I need to go about everything differently. I need to look at selling differently, marketing differently, operations differently. And then it was like, oh, well, that's a business miracle. And so that's where the connection comes in.
0: I love that. I think people hear miracle and they think automatically they think religion, right? They go like, oh, religion. But I love that definition of it because it's just like everything else it's a new way of just looking at the world that's right yeah yeah mm-hmm. i love that i love that so much heather you've given me like a million things to go think about <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I, gotta so take awesome. a, I gotta take a quiz i gotta find out if i'm highly sensitive uh, I'm actually glad I didn't take the quiz before we before we started this conversation because now I feel like I'm more equipped for what the quiz will bring me. But um, Heather, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they find out more about how who you coach and how you coach it and everything you've got going on?
1: Sure. Absolutely. So definitely www.businessmiracles.com. Everything is right there for you. And then also if you like Renee or thinking like, Oh, I don't know, maybe this is me. then you can find that at www.hsequiz.com. And when you take the quiz, you'll find out if you're either somewhat of a highly sensitive entrepreneur, or if you're a super highly sensitive entrepreneur or if you happen to be like me and you're a super uber highly sensitive entrepreneur and wherever you fall you'll also receive a free success guide that will give you the first steps to begin to work with where you are in connection to your sensitivity and and how that you know is meant to play a part in your self-employed journey
0: oh i love it heather it's so so good are you also an instagram person I am an Instagram person, yes. Love it. Because, you know, the wedding pros, we like to hang out on Instagram.
1: <laughs> I know. You guys are like, you're, you're the visual creative, yes. you know.
0: or what's your Instagram handle?
1: It is, um, you can find Heather Dominic or um, Business Miracles.
0: Perfect. We're going to link to all of that in the show notes, you guys, and gals, and folks, and my non-binary folks as well. I don't know why I said guys and gals. You know, that's not my jam. <laughs> uh, we. I'm just so excited for this new idea and I want to hear from you, take the quiz and then tell me, DM me at talk with Renee Dallow and tell me if you're, I want to say also highly sensitive because I have a strong feeling that I am, but I'll keep you posted by the time this, uh, this airs and I'll let you know what my results are. Heather, thank you so, so much for being here. You're such a wealth of knowledge on this. And uh, it's always lovely to talk to someone who's not in our industry of weddings, but who also speaks to the specific challenges and you know triumphs of our industry as well. So thank you. Thank you. Loved our conversation. Thank you. And my friends, thank you once again for tuning in. I know your time is the one thing you cannot make more of. And so I'm always very, very, very grateful that you spend it with us. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now, friends.
1: Thanks for listening to Talk with
0: Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. You know how to book flights and hotels.